Hello, everybody, and welcome to Arsenal X, Boss Rush's Xbox podcast. I am your host, Jesse Douglas, and I am here with Eddie V. How's it going, Ed? I'm excited to be here. We have taken a break, and now yeah. we are back. Me, you like literally haven't like really talked talking a while. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, know that, well, I know that sounds a lot, but uh, normally we'll be like on the phone or we'll be messaging and stuff. Uh, but I don't know. You've been busy. I've been busy. And we're just like, look, <laughs> I guess it's a break time. <laughs> a unknown break yeah. time, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, my, yeah. So what happened last week is we didn't plan on having off, but I, yeah, like I, my weekends lately have been very busy because we've got like a lot of like uh, family stuff and just, you know, like a lot of stuff going on. So I've got a, um, you know, I would normally work third shift. And so, so like I'm normally up all night, but Lately, I've been having to, you know, on the weekends, go to bed early and then get up early so I can be up, you know, at a a regular time during the day to do stuff with family and stuff. And it was like that again this week. Um, and it's been like that for the last couple of weekends. I've been sleeping essentially until Ed gets home uh, from work. And then we get up, we would get up and record the show. But last week, I... I fell asleep super early. I think it was like five o'clock in the afternoon or, mm-hmm. or, or even earlier than that. And I forgot to set an alarm. And so <laughs> I woke up and it was like, like what, like one o'clock in the morning or something like that. And I'm like, Oh crap. <laughs> yeah. Cause I got home and I was just like, Jesse, I'm ready. And I'm just holding. Look, uh, it kind of happened to start saying also, I, I was getting ready and uh, just waiting, and then I messaged uh, this person, I won't say who, and then he was just like, uh, I thought we was recording. He's just like, you weren't there, weren't you? Just I was just like, no, I wasn't. He's just like, okay, and then he let me know what, what happened, so I was just like, yeah. okay, that's fine. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, but so we are back. <laughs> yeah, so that hopefully that won't, <laughs> that won't happen again, like, because I, I, I was looking forward to that week two uh, recording, but I was just, yeah, I I passed out and completely forgot to set an alarm. So. And, well, and you know, if you need your rest, uh, take your break, get your rest on. Like, yeah, uh, like I tell people, you know, uh, we at Pod Block, like I give, um, my co-host breaks and stuff, and be like, go ahead and take a break, you know. Be able to spend time with your family, do what you need to do. Like me, I'm a single person, so I I can host whenever I can host. And if there's yeah. an emergency, when you guys could take over for me and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, you know, and that's and that's the thing is like you know with these shows, we've kind of always tried to be, you know, try to be pretty flexible so we can try to you know, like do stuff on the, you know, like a lot of times we're doing stuff on the fly. Um, like in now moving forward, like I know, like, I think next week, next week it might end up being me and Corey doing the show because he wanted, he's been wanting to come on again in it, you know, and like, obviously Mm -hmm. he's like, this is too late for him. So I don't know. I don't know if we're going to do it Saturday or what, but he he just wanted to hop on for an episode or whatever, and then, 
you know, and I said, well, you know, like we could, so it, you, when you're listening to the show, it might, it might be, it's going to be some mix of either me and Ed or me, me and Corey occasionally, you know, or whatever, whenever, or, you know, if there's a, obviously if there's a weekend or something where it can work out where all three of us are on, that mm-hmm. would be even better. But, um, so yeah, so they'll, there'll be little changes here and there. I, I would like to get like more people on here as well, you know, like it, try to have three people, but it's just so, it's so difficult. I know my friend Pat has said he want he wants to come on. It's just, he's got to get like a microphone and, you know, he's got to get, get a couple of things uh, in order to be able to do it. And I said, well, don't, yeah, don't worry about like spending too much because, right. you, you know, if it's not something you're planning on, doing but something that you want to have for other things down the road i said that's fine but don't don't spend too much money and and now like a webcam and stuff you can get a decent one for pretty cheap yeah um and you know a lot of a lot of stuff that happened during the pandemic is coming back like webcams and Mm -hmm. uh mixers and microphones and stuff like that a lot of that um it's coming back because it was kind of hard to get a lot of that stuff and you know yeah with people yeah. being at home and everything they were just like well we need to get this web camera for our zooms and get these microphones and stuff like that and um definitely with people who are streaming and everything uh a lot of that now is coming back um like more restocks there's still some things that are still problematic but i mm-hmm. think once Mostly a lot appliances. of appliances. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I think once a lot of stuff opens back up during the summer and fall, I think we will start seeing more of a restock and everything. Mm-hmm. We we will see that demand will start going down because they have workers in there and so they'll be able to handle handle the supply and everything. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna take a while. Um you know, for a lot of stuff, even for even for like PlayStation and um, Xbox, uh, you know, we've been talking to uh, definitely LeRon knows a lot about it, about the chips and stuff, um, yeah. uh, the, the shortages and, and everything. But I like I think once production and stuff ramps up and you get more people in and everything, uh, we'll probably be able to see more of it, which is a funny thing. And I know we'll get into like the housekeeping and stuff like that. Um, me and Cam, I think me and Cam, well, was talking about it. Uh, no, no, not not Cam. I'm sorry. Me and one of my friends uh, from Twitter, we were talking about um, workers and everything. And mm-hmm. there was a, 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 a thing about Chipotle that these people, they you know, they went on strike. They weren't coming into work. And so they had to close the store and they told them why, because people were being underpaid. And it was kind of, it was kind of funny, funny to me, and I'm not trying to make this political or, or anything, but it, a lot of stores and whether it's retail, restaurants, big businesses, a lot of people are trying are doing a lot of hard you know asking you know for people to come and be hired but like not enough people are going in and everything and so uh or applying and everything and it's kind of weird to be like all those people who yelled about that um you know who yelled about who yelled about uh immigrants and minorities and stuff are taking all the jobs 
now that there's a big hiring thing and immigrants and minorities are not taking the jobs, where are the people at who get all of this stuff? Why are they not applying and everything and trying to get American jobs back and stuff? Because they, yeah. if they feel like that all of these other people were taking American jobs, and I know this is an Xbox podcast, taking all of these jobs, like, why are they not feeling it? Um, and everything like I think me and LeBron was talking about, um, like they're trying to still find engineers and everything yeah. for these chip places. They're having a hard time finding them. Like a lot of places yeah. are just having a hard time finding people, and it's just like, is it? And and I don't think it's because of unemployment or anything. I think it's because of the pay and stuff well, that people don't want to go in and stuff. There, this this whole topic is a little. There's a little, like, there's a lot of stuff that, that has gone on. Like, you know, like, um, there, we did have some, you know, situations where a lot of, um, like, especially in the, like, the oil companies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. a lot of people got laid off because of when that demand, when the demand for oil and for gas and gasoline and all that stuff, petroleum, uh, dropped. Um, they they couldn't afford to keep people working, and so they laid a lot of people off. And now, like, because they're you know, and again, this is you know, like this doesn't really have anything to do with this podcast, but basically, essentially, they there you know, there's been talk about there being a point in time where gas prices are going to go up extensively because they're not going to be able to uh, produce it uh, as much because. You know, they when they were producing too much, they were like, you know, there's talk of them like dumping it out and wasting it because because they didn't they they had too much of it and they didn't want the prices to drop too low. And so they literally will just get rid of get rid of it. So they, you know, don't have too much, essentially. Right. It's it's annoying. But, yeah, it's so there's a lot of things like that, too, that have been going on. Where, you know, companies are laying people off, but it's like, because they don't want to lose money then, but now when they need people to start working, once things go back up, now they've got to hire more people and whatever, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of stupid, you know, how, you know, some of the companies have done stuff like that, but. And this, and the, like the food, like some of the restaurants that are restaurant chains that still have been open, like mm-hmm. they're struggling to get workers there. And it's just like, how do, how do you fix this? Like, do you, do you just take the hit and like literally raise up, not raise up prices for the food, but raise up uh, paying your workers and everything? Mm-hmm. I know some people be like, you know, nine or ten dollars is not going to do, which is which is pretty much true. Depending Go on to Menards. <laughs> I was we were at Menards the other day, and mm-hmm. uh, they like the one by us. So they're starting at fourteen forty eight an hour or something like that. Or and then weekends you make you make a dollar more uh, if you work on the weekend. You make like fifteen something an hour. Right. So, um. Yeah, I mean, there. Yeah, I th- I think that you know, like, I think there's just a lot that's going on, and we're not through this pandemic completely yet. So yeah. I think things are just going to be screwy for and, a while. And this is it's, 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 it's normal's out. 
But. Right, and it's kind of going to be hard to for people to say who want to they can't wait to go traveling. I'm like, well, if you really don't got a job, I don't know how a lot of people survive, but I'm like, if you are in a position where you are hurting for money and stuff, this is kind of weird saying this, uh, but that I'm like, sometimes you're going to have to make a sacrifice and you're going to have to find something that yeah. at least is going to pay you reasonable, that you can find reasonable, that you can do, whether it, whether it be a, a not so good paid job or you got to get two jobs because it's just like, and if there are people, or if there are people who are literally hiring, I'm like, mm-hmm. you got to take as much as you can and get some, well, to get some funds into your well, account. If you're well, struggling, I should say. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, one other thing too, I think you're, you're kind of not thinking about is the fact that some of these people may still have kids home yet too. Yeah. So you can't take a job because, because in a lot of cases, no, you know, like if you're taking a, any job that you can, essentially you're you're gonna all that whole entire check might go into uh child care anyways mm-hmm. so you decide would you rather stay home with your kids and get to spend time with them or literally work just so you can pay for them to not be home but i think one of the struggle is, is that a lot of parents actually realize what it is like to be with their kid older kid yeah. or every day and they kind of realize what teachers got to go through mm-hmm. teaching their kids so mm-hmm. what parents are not seeing they're yeah. now seeing the struggles and everything so yeah. definitely when those kids go back to school and everything then of course the parents are gonna be like yes i could go out and do what i need to do uh yeah. to yeah. feed my family and pay the bills and stuff it's just like I said, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Um, it's just yeah. a like it's just seeing a lot of places that are hiring everywhere, yeah. and definitely, yeah, it like the food places and like the little small businesses stuff. Like, yes, they may not pay much at this time. All of that may change, but I'm just like a lot of stores are going to be hurting in a different way because people don't want to go into work. And this, and I kind of wonder just like, how are people who are not working surviving? Like is unemployment really, is unemployment really that big? Is that? I, yeah. Uh, well, and I, and we'll, and we'll move on to the show after yes. this, but um, I do know there are some things that, that they have going on right now that I think something that Biden had uh, put in place for for parents who who uh, you know like have kids home and stuff like that right. and that can't go to school and and if they you know like essentially what they got to do is they got to um, keep keep receipts of uh, food and and things showing that they're you know they're paying for their you know kids to eat lunch every day at home. And all these kinds of things, and then you can turn those receipts in, and you get like a a big chunk of money every month or something. I don't know a whole lot about it. I was he- mm. hearing someone talking about it uh, today, but but yeah. So I mean, I I think there's some kinds of things they're trying to put in place for parents who have kids home and stuff and have to stay home because they want you know they need to be home with their kids because they can't afford. Uh, 
to, you know, bring them anywhere else or don't yes. want to bring them, you know, somewhere, you know, among other kids or, you know, like there, there's so many different variables in this situation that, that, yeah, everything is just so messed up, including games, you know, we, you know, like there's, I, I've been saying since the beginning of the year, you know, we've been getting all these announcements of these games coming this year for consoles and, and, you know, exclusives for both consoles. And I'm telling you that it's not over yet, that there's still a lot of these games. I think that, that Sony has been announcing that Microsoft, you know, possibly some of the stuff they've announced might be getting, you know, delayed still. I, you know, it's, it's still, it's still early in the year. So, I mean, there's plenty of time for us to hear, you know, I, I think, you know, Halo, Halo, I think will come out, but there, you know, but there's a lot of other stuff I think is up in the air for both consoles. So like anyone like getting all excited about, you know, like exclusives coming out this year for any of the consoles, I just say, hold your, <laughs> hold your excitement because don't be surprised if if it gets uh, delayed because you know we're we're still yeah. not completely out of this. So I, I, we was talking this, about this on Crossroads that I'm like I think even games that do do get delayed or they come out I'm like I think once things kind of somewhat return to normal those sales are going to jump because yeah people are able to now go out and purchase them. Um, if yeah. they can, if they if they're buying the physical version, I should say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see some changes and stuff, but but I but ultimately, I think like at the same time, though, I think there are a lot of the chances of people buying games and stuff more. It would be now when they're at home and not working. You know, some people aren't still going back to work and you know having you know trying to do stuff still in the house and you know or or you know a lot of people in california and stuff who still don't want to go out and do things and you know so i don't know yeah well it's one of those things where we're we're, you know it'll be an anomaly and and that we'll be able to go back and look at and stuff from uh you know like from a a distance and and kind of look at how things how things happen and what happened and i'm sure mm-hmm. it will be part of the you know part of history moving forward where where there'll be talk about you know this kind of stuff happening similar to like uh you know the great depression and things like that you know like this is you know was a, a unique situation that that in a modern time where everything's documented you know that we'll be able to, you know, in the future, talk about about you know this from every aspect, from video games, from you know car dealerships or, or manufacturers, I mean, and stuff like that. So just every tech level, essentially. Right. All right. So we we'll get into uh, what's in our arsenal here, I think, and we'll. Uh, We'll talk about what we've been playing. Well, where'd you go? You go first, Jesse. You want me to go first? Okay. Yeah. So, I now have a PlayStation in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I I got a I got a PS4 from my friend. Uh, 
I bought bought his PS4 because he's got a PS5, so mm-hmm. he does he didn't really doesn't really need it. Um, so I, I've been playing a little bit of stuff on there, um, but um, but mostly uh, I've been on Xbox. I've been playing. Uh, I did play a little Outriders the other day, um, but I've been playing. Um, well, I've I've been playing near um, Replicant, mm-hmm. and I've been enjoying that game for the most part. I I wish that they could have tooled out the loading screens because there's a lot of loading screens. Even for, I mean, you know, luckily with with the new consoles, the the loading screen only lasts like a, a couple of seconds. Yeah. But but it's still really super annoying when you've got when you they want you to exit a building and then it's a loading screen and then you go somewhere and then you then you you know go out of the town and then it's a loading screen and then you got to go back into town and then it's a loading screen and then you got to go back into that building that you just left and then it's a loading screen and then you got to leave that building and then it's a loading screen it's just like I, I like you know with the with the technology and stuff where it is I I feel like the, they probably would have had to redo that game quite a bit to tool that stuff out because it was just so you know baked into it um so it's just I think it's just the product of the original you know creation of that game mm-hmm. and they just really didn't change any of that stuff kind of left it as it was but like overall like i really like that game i really love the the that first boss fight uh when you're getting the, you're releasing the book yeah uh, the book that helps you like I, that was like i really love the combat and stuff in the in the those games like near automata too i like that you know that game as well and i need to finish that but i wanted to go to this one and i just really wanted to see you know see this this game because i had heard so much stuff about it you know about it being you know originally unreleased or having a or they had a different version of it here and or in japan or whatever because it was like your 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 dad or something like that it was the like the character of you know the dad you were playing as the dad instead of the brother or something like that uh-huh. i forget but um but yeah like i i really like the i really like a lot of the stuff the aspects of this game and and like um like for me i i just really like the boss battle type stuff like the bigger character type battle stuff because they they just do a really good job with design and and like the look of things and stuff um yeah i i really like that a lot and i've i've been thinking about going back to recore and trying to finish that because i'm probably like halfway through that game and with with returnal coming out you know it's a return of yeah, I said with Returnal. Yeah, when yeah with Returnal coming, like when it came out, you know there was oh. talk about talk about people, um, you know, comparing it to Returnal to, you know, to um, Recore, Recore, and and like you know, I didn't really think about it at first, but I'm like, oh yeah, it, you know, it is a it is very similar in in like some of the 
the the ways that you do like fights with with you know bosses and and with you know with the characters and things like that but it's like it's almost like if you took anthem like the very very high quality like uh you know polish of mm-hmm. anthem like how everything looks all realistic and stuff in the in the world and all that if you took that you know anthem and mixed it with recore like that's kind of what what returnal reminds me of and but like recore i i really liked it when i was playing it last but i kind of just fell off of it because i had other stuff i wanted to play uh and other things that i was getting to and but yeah um but yeah like, then, recore wasn't was not finished well when it first came out maybe I mean, it's it. It was really good when I was playing it. Uh, well, the the thing about it is, it's, they fixed a lot of it, and they they made they they made it a much better game later. Well, that's for they made it better because of, of the definitive edition. But you can't get the last version. Like when you play the original version, you can't get the last robot. You you have to buy the definitive version to get it. There's no DLC for the original one. Huh. Yeah, they cut the they cut the DLC out because there's one when you're playing the original version, there's one area that's like shaded out that you cannot go to. Hmm. Um, and when they did the definitive version, that's when they added that part, and they oh. never added they never added the DLC for that. Um, and then you still gotta do when you get to the last part of the game, you still gotta go out in the world and get the spheres. Um, meet the requirement for the spheres to get further on till you get to the boss. And if you yeah. don't have it, you gotta go back and get it. And it was just like, it, like I said, it it wasn't finished when the game came out, but the and the design is just the backtracking design just really messed up the flow of the game of Recore. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't remember too much back. But I'm well. The, yeah, I guess there are some areas where you needed to get like the uh, yeah, get the spheres or whatever to bring, and you'd have you'd open up one section and then whatever you collected mm. there to go back to open a different pathway or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I I I didn't mind it. Um, I mean, I did. I stopped at the end of the game. I got to the final part. Uh, well, where I had to go back and collect spheres and stuff, and it was just like I gotta do so much to get it, and then I get to the next level, and I gotta still collect more spheres to open that part up. And like, and I think you gotta do it like around three or four times, and it was just like you might as well just stay out in the world and collect all the spheres in the game till you get to the end part of the uh end till you get. To that final version, or not final yeah. version, final final part of the game, so yeah. you can actually just like skip it and do it. But there's so much that you have to go through and do, like the, and then it's not such so much a grind, but it's just like it's it's a, it feels like chores and it's tiresome chores that you yeah. got to do all of this because they don't warn you or anything for it. Like it would have been fine that. You know, you collect spheres, you get to the end portion, and you just fight the final boss, and that's the end of the game. But they yeah. put that portion back, in, they put that portion in to make the game longer. And yeah. it's just like, <laughs> you had a great flow with this game, but this section, 
the uh this flexion messes up that flow of the game. Yeah. So when the definitive version came out, a lot of games do that. (laughs) Like put they stick a whole bunch of of busy work into it just to make it longer and it's not it's never you know and like there there's been i've seen some people talking uh recently because um resident evil um resident evil village which is another game i played a little bit of i played a couple hours of that Mm -hmm. um people were saying that it's not super long for the sake of being long which is good and like i you know and i've talked about this before that honestly like when i if i pay 60 dollars for or 70 dollars now you know or whatever for a game i'm fine with like maybe 13 or 14 hours tops of of content um like in my opinion a lot of the times anything past 10 hours is is just unnecessary but then like but that's the que- but that's that becomes the question of is it unnecessary because it's a single player or a story driven narrative game or yeah. is it cuz the thing about it is just like why is that why is that unnecessary but if you play something like call of duty or you play something like fortnite um Anything past that long time limit that you play just for that one particular game is acceptable. Um, even though the connection well, is, the, even though the connection it's, is because different. It's, yeah, it's ever changing. It's never the same exact thing every time. It's it's mostly about it's mostly about spending that time with the game. I think I'm trying to not argue. I think it's probably why what I'm trying to connect in, where yeah. where anything because a lot of people a lot of people. Uh, you know they've been talking about paying price uh for the length of a game and stuff difficulty whatever that may be it would be up to that person but it's always a it's always kind of funny that people say that you know they don't want long single player games but you're spent that's that same lift that you're playing in the game you'll spend in just using destiny for example i always get on destiny destiny or the division you know you're doing this grind with this repetitive stuff and you're spending the same time in that game that you would do in a single player game even Mm -hmm. though you're making progress more progress in a single player game than you are in let's say like the the destiny or or the division you're grinding to get something and you're doing Mm -hmm. repetitive stuff and everything so it's like people complain about it not not saying that you complain about it there's certain people who have opinions about single player games but they never say nothing about multiplayer games you know well i think i think the thing is too is it's like you're yeah you're talking about completely different people like the people mm-hmm. who the people who 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 mostly care about multiplayer and stuff like that like i mean you know like that's more of a a lot of times it's more of a social thing yeah versus you know like when it comes to playing a single player game though i i i want to be able to you know and about you know about well, I mean, if you want to think about it this way, I mean, 
like for me a a video game a, a single player video game should last about as long as a season of a tv show and a lot of tv shows now are like maxing out at about 10 episodes you know one hour oh, on one hour kind of show, yeah, yeah one one hour an episode you know maybe maybe a, a two hour finale episode so that's you know that's 10 11 hours only so- so, so if you look at it oh, that no, way oh go ahead go ahead yeah go so ahead. yeah so if you look at it that way um if you're paying you're you're playing a a, a single player game and the whole entire storyline ends in 12 13 hours that's about as long as watching a whole entire season of a tv show so and why, then so why do guys like that with the end, I guess the end goals are different for each game. Yeah. Um, and I know we're gonna get back to it. We always get into these kind of yeah. like topics and stuff. Um, why is it the end game for a single player, a single player narrative game gets that gets this kind of opinion and this logic, but never multiplayer stuff? So, because the thing well, about but- it is, because because the thing about it is, is that. We, we, we okay, a 13 hour game. Okay, that's for one difficulty. Can you say the yeah. same? Can you, can you add that same kind of length if you change the difficulty? Because the difficulty in yeah. a multiplayer game never changes, it just yeah. depends on who you're going against. Where if you're playing a single player game and you're trying to do achievements and trophies and collectibles and stuff, that may add longer to the game, but yeah. like. Do you think that it should equal out to if you're playing the same amount of time in a multiplayer game or a loot a looter shooter or whatever kind of game that has a lift that doesn't get any complaints? Should it be the same that you know what I need to run through of to get my full experience of this game to equal as the other stuff that I play? I should run through easy, I should run through the normal, I should run through the hardest difficulty and like if they got maniac yeah. or whatever the stuff is i should run through that and that should be equal the same thing that i'm running through as a multiplayer game because because yeah. the thing about this is that well i you play for 13 hours where you play 13 hours in a multiplayer game and more and stuff yeah and I, a lot of people don't give that complaint yeah but i but again you know those are two separate those yeah. are those are two separate, separate like things. there's yeah. there's yeah because like you know like multiplayer game you're the only reason you continue to play that mm-hmm. is to to challenge yourself as far as trying to get better at something and, and i and, and i mean it's it's similar and, to that if you play a a story you know game like you know upping the difficulty but it's still you're still going against the computer that sense of but you but your challenge is different so your skill set is different because if you're playing on a certain difficulty let's just go with normal if you're playing on a certain difficulty with normal you only have a set skill set where the ai could change in uh and another thing you might get more blocky you might get Mm -hmm. more dodgy um 
you might be like, okay, this weapon that I usually use it is not doing that same amount of effect. Where people yeah. would spend hours and hours and hours replaying the same thing in Destiny to get some armor piece and would never complain about it. But if you was doing the same thing in a multiplayer game, they would be like, okay, I can't do this. This has become a little bit too repetitive and stuff. Yeah. The well, I, yeah, I think the, I think the thing... Yeah. I think the thing with single player games, though, is a lot of times, uh, the, you know, everything is pretty set as far as like usually, you know, like in a regular single mm-hmm. player game, like there's a path of what you need to do. And then once you've done it, you get this, you get that. And like, there's not like, like this is, this is how I look at This is why, like I, for the difference for me you know, between multiplayer and single player, like a single player game, like, you know, I want to, I want to be able to just finish the story in a, in a, you know, a nice amount of time. It doesn't like not super long just because I want to be able to have that experience and then move on to a new experience sooner Mm-hmm. Then you know, having to to you know put way too much time into one game before I can go go to anything else, you know, and I and that's part of what my problem with me not finishing games all the time is because I lose interest or you know or I lose um you know my attention span sometimes on games will will fade away and I kind of want to, you know, do something else and then I'll come back to a game and finish it a lot of the times. Um, so like for me, like when a, when a game is, is a little bit shorter, it's much easier for me to, to digest and, and experience in a shorter amount of time. And I'm more likely to stick with it Mm -hmm. if it's a shorter, you know, shorter you know like not i don't i just don't like when when everything gets all convoluted because you're trying Mm. to remember over you know 60 70 hours of stuff that you did now you know who was this person or you know like there's there's a lot like if there's too much going on it just kind of jumbles everything and it and it can you it can lose lose uh vision of the main story plots when you start throwing all this extra stuff in there that just kind of dilutes the the story the the main storyline i think sometimes well, do you and that's think... why you hear a lot of people who will just mainline the story and won't do any of the side quests because they just want to be able and, to focus and, on the story and... And and that depends on what genre of game that you play. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm I'm speaking like something like Uncharted, which is like kind of level based. For yeah. example, I'm just using Uncharted. Oh, yeah. I won't even use Uncharted. I'll use Quantum Break. Quantum Break for you know for what it offers and everything. Mm-hmm. Where people might feel like that game is too long because definitely with the TV stuff, but that's something completely else. Um. Where it's where it's just like yeah, sometimes you might have to do things over and over, and people might feel like a certain way. But I'm just like 
if you're doing the if if you're complaining about sometimes the repetitive not saying you if people are complaining about the repetitive stuff that they're doing in single player games, why is it acceptable in multiplayer games doing repetitive stuff to get something that may only give you plus two in armor or a two plus two in guns and stuff? Again, and, and, and again, gets, I think it's I think it's because of that social, the the social part. Like you know, like mm-hmm. I've said, like I. I can play multiplayer games for longer stretches of time and, you know, more continuously than I can single player games only if I'm playing it with friends, because then it's, it's not so much, the game is more of a backdrop than it's, it's secondary to the conversation and the socializing that's happening. It's more, it's, it's a vehicle for, for our conversation and our, you know, and, you know, our socializing. Whereas with a single player game, if you're just sitting in front of it, it's similar to like, and, and I don't want to completely, but like, you know, like most people would rather, you know, drink, you know, drink with friends than, mm. you know, sit home and drink alone because that's not as fun. And so like, I, I look at it that way that like, it's, I just don't. I don't want but to it, do something like that for that long period of time feels, by myself. Because it feels. Because it sometimes it feels like in multiplayer games you don't have to get any kind of comprehension. Where in single player games, because of the story, you got to get that comprehension. You mm-hmm. got to get that narrative and stuff. Yeah. And so, and that. But a lot the of lim- times they they put too much extra stuff in there that's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And doesn't add to the story. And, and the See, thing that's the it, thing is, and, I think and, and, I think people and, just want a more focused uh, when, when, story. And sometimes, but sometimes when multiplayer games do it, the same thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get invested in that, and there are no complaints. And it, like I said, it's up to that particular person. Yeah. So it, that's why I, I, I've always kind of. I think I kind of, and I might actually write the write a blog. This might be an editorial. Why? Why, when it comes to time in games, one has the complaints and the other one gets overlooked? Because I, because I feel like this: if you're able to spend eight or ten hours, or even forty hours in a multiplayer game per week, you should be able to do that in a role-playing game that that offers this that yeah, it is single player. It doesn't have no social social things. But if you are invested in a in forty hours a week in a multiplayer game over and over and over again, you should be able to do that in Final Fantasy, Persona, um, The Legend of Zelda. You should be able to do the same thing. And this is more yeah. of a time investment than getting anything out of the game. Well, yeah, and I and that's you know and that's fine. That you know, like obviously those games do exist, but mm-hmm. people like me who don't want to have to do that are just not going to play it. They're you know like you're going but you know, to, but but you know you're what, going to you're gonna get less people playing your game. But the thing, it, but but the thing about it is, is that, and I, I, the reason I guess I use RPG. Is because multiplayer games use RGBH elements. They mm-hmm. stolen stuff from the RPG genre, but there are certain people who refuse to play the genre that it came from. 
and I, I know this yeah. is a time thing that goes into something yeah. else. And it's just like, but if you're spending, that's why I say, if you're spending the time in a game that that this element was stolen from, you should be able to go in and play that element that it came from because you're doing yeah. almost the same thing. It's just different the way that it go out. I'm sorry, everybody. I know we got to no, Yeah, no, I mean, hey, this is a good conversation. And I and I think, you know, like, I, you know, that's kind of what we want to do with these shows is just have a be, be, just feel like a loose conversation. But, you know, yeah. we're talking about Xbox and stuff. Because, you know, cause it, because, but, cause but I, yeah, no, I, I completely understand what, what you're getting or what you're getting at and stuff. Yeah. And, and like, I do agree, like, you know, if, if, if there are people who, who do enjoy like the grind of games like destiny or something like that, I do feel like those, those people will play those kind of uh, first player games and stuff and don't complain about it. But I think I think it's what you what you get is if if you get certain people who who maybe aren't used to playing games that are super grindy and then you mm-hmm. get to a game that everyone's talking about and they really want to be and you know really want to like and want to play, but it just does too much of that stuff for them that they just don't that they don't I think that's more the the more the thing is like you know like when it comes to multiplayer games like usually you know what you're getting into right like with a multiplayer game you know that like it's going to be you know whatever whatever the genre of the game is it's going to be that and it's going to be just you constantly going in and playing you know playing with other people and like you know, I think people kind of just expect that, but there's so many different ways that that a single player game can can go about uh, doing what it what it's intending to do, right? And and you're not always gonna know just by looking at, at a game at a single player game, yes, uh, what what kind of uh, time you know that's gonna entail to finish it. And, you know, how much grind there's going to be in it. And, you know, like, I think it's just, you know, we don't we don't hear people complain about multiplayer games too much. Because either a lot of people just don't care about multiplayer games. And so we won't hear anything from them because they don't care. And then, two, the people who do play multiplayer games, they know what they're getting into, you know, every time. It's always the same. It's just... And like I said, a lot of times it's, you know, it's more of a social thing. And so the game doesn't really matter what they're playing. I mean, if you know, you're the, obviously you want to have fun doing whatever you're doing, but you're more, you're more worried about the social interactions you're having. And, and, and you know, and I think that's why when it comes to, um, and then we'll get back to <laughs> what we've been playing. Uh, the the last thing I'll, I'll say is I think that's what, when it comes to game of the year and stuff, that it's kind of hard nowadays yeah. to put a looter shooter on the list than a single player game. Because I, I literally feel, I feel that there should be two game of the year lists now. Anything that's 
that that's a continuation of a game that should have its own game of the year list. None of those games should be on a sing in anything that is single player. Among yeah. Us does not belong on a single player game of the year. It needs to be on something else because the thing about it is is that it's unfair to combine them. And every year you're nominating or you're giving that particular game the same thing just because they got some new content i feel like to me personally that's unfair where there's all these other experiences that you need to that people should go out and try but they don't because they stick to that other game and so i i completely and a lot of people might disagree with me but i feel like if you're going to do game of the year list separate them don't have anything that you anything that is that you've been playing for years needs to be on a whole nother list. If we're gonna do a certain type of game of the year, it needs to be thirty some games that the single player that you have played. It should be brand new, or it should be something in your backlog that you literally got to, and it's literally single player. It has a ending. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end, or maybe a cliffhanger or a DLC or whatever that is the game or something. Anything yeah. that's that's been out for years that is still going just because it got new content does not to be on the list. Put that on a different game of the year. Yeah, and that I mean, may be. And that well, may, well, that are just. I think that it's that's kind of like where our ongoing games award, like best ongoing game, and there should be award game. thing is fine. You know, like right. But, and I, and but, I think, yeah, I don't. I think I, yeah, like a, whatever games came out that year should be the only thing. And uh, yeah, and uh, I agree. But I, you know, like we, like we've personally, like uh, for Boss Rush and stuff. We've had to do things like so differently, and honestly, it's never really been. I I don't really like calling what we do a game of the year, even because well, because to me, it, to me, it's more of a celebration for us of gaming. It is like you know, like we it, we want to talk about it, the games that have come out that, that year and stuff, right. but and it, and it, but and it at the is. same time, we don't we don't get to as many games and, 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 and that's stuff. and that's and I, and I think that's the and I think and like I said we're going to get back to the day and that's why I feel like when you do a game of the year when you know that you got to do a game of the year list you should at least play four games yeah. in different genres whether you complete them or not you should be able to play four games and out of those four, maybe two or three should be on be on part of your nomination, because the thing about because it feels it feels uh, it, it feels kind of weird that someone would say something about what you've been playing or there's a big discussion when they haven't experienced enough games to play. And I, I'm not trying to make this about me or anything, but mm -hmm. it's just like if I've owned three consoles and I've played about 20 games per console, I have a choice of 60 games that I may have loved or I may be like, OK, I'm not feeling it. But, you know, it really did something. And I give my reason. No one mm -hmm. should be able to say, why did you choose that game? I'm like, because I played it. You know, if I play 60 games, it shouldn't. I'm not saying it shouldn't go against what you put in play, but I feel like if I play 60 games, you should at least play five mm -hmm. or 10. Because you have 12 months to play games and stuff, mm -hmm. <laughs> regardless of what time that you have. If you spend enough time that could be played on other games, playing one particular game, that's kind of be like, you know what? 
I like the fact that he made that that he or she made that choice and they got to the experience because they have enough mm-hmm. reason to say why they played that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely get it. I, I mean, and yeah, there's a lot of lot of stuff that goes on. I mean, you hear about you know reviews being written after they've only played like a quarter of the game or whatever, right. you know, stuff like that. But all right, yeah. So I so back to what we've been playing. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I. Uh, like I said, yeah, I, I played the I played a uh, village and I'm enjoying it. It definitely does remind me a lot of Resident Evil Four. Uh, the beginning part uh, is very similar. Um, is it in but, chapters or is it just like connected? Everything is connected. Um, I I don't I don't know because I. I like I said I'm only a couple of hours in, so I I I'm honestly just getting you know really getting into the beginning of it because, um, yeah, like I just got to the part of where you kind of meet the, you know the the woman that that <laughs> that everyone is uh, obsessed with. Yeah. But yeah, like I just got to the part of where you kind of you see her and her daughters and all that stuff. Um, but, but, oh man, this game, that game is, it's good, but man, is it brutal. <laughs> it's, it's so gore, violent, so violent and gory. But, yeah. um, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it though so far. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely different though. So. Okay. So what, well, what have you been playing? So, uh, Monster Hunter Rise, uh, Dread, um, near Replicate. Um, I actually started up Resident Evil 6 on Xbox. Uh, You're not the only one. I don't know why, for some reason, people have been, like, going back to that one. Um, I've, I've never got a chance to play. I bought oh, okay. Um, I bought it when it was on a good sale, cause, which is weird, because I have, like have the Resident Evil series on my PS4 and part of it on Xbox One and I'm kind of tempted to buy it on Switch and stuff. Um, yeah. And I, just because 6, I've never... I I beat 5. I skipped 6 because they said it was just wasn't good. And then I jumped to 7 and I still haven't got 8 yet. So, um, I do have Remake 2 and 3, which I need to... I think I'm just going to sit down and like really go through those games. Um, yeah. You know, I know we just had that the conversation. Uh, I am I I um I did the first part with Leon and the other person. Um, but I'm going to start the game with Chris and I guess another person or Pierre. I think that's his name or something. And so I'm going to go through all three of their stories. Um, and see what it's all about. So I think I'm gonna focus more on that. I'm trying to do kind of like one game per system because my son the rise is just so good. But there's so much coming out, and I know Mass Effect is dropping this week, this Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh I think I'm doing Xbox One. I thought I was going to do PS4, but I think I'm doing Xbox One uh, for it. Uh, so when I get my Series X, it could be high res and all of that goofiness. And all I know is that I do want to try and see what it does have to offer for uh, Part 1. Um, and then I Thursday, uh, after this, like, you guys will hear, see or hear this recording, um, I still got to buy the Femicon Detective Club. Um, that's the uh, game, like detective game that's coming out for Switch. I need to get it before it actually drops and stuff. Um, 
and I can't wait to play that one. So I'm excited to play that. Uh, uh, so yeah, but uh, Resident Evil Six is kind of what I'm fit, I'm focusing now on Xbox One. I did download some of the Xbox uh, games for Gold stuff, um, mm-hmm. and I, Cyberpunk I just put to the side. I I, I would just wait for that. Um, I think I'm going to. I think one. Yeah, because be you you've still got a. Or no, you've got an S now, don't you? Uh, yeah, Xbox I have the S. Series, or Xbox One S, I mean. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, and I just feel, and you know, even even if I think if I played it on the next gen, I think it's I think it's just kind of a boring game, in a sense. Like, yeah, uh, there's something yeah. about it that's just like I don't I'm not feeling this, and it may be because. It, it may be because it they thought they could promise a lot and offer a lot, and it feels like what they're offering is not enough or not good. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's one of those things too, where it's really like you've got to really be like really really into that 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 uh, genre of mm-hmm. you know like that that uh, you know cyberpunk stuff. I'm not really, and I don't really know, you know, other than, well, even I'll be honest, like I, I like, I liked, um, uh, what's the movie with, uh, the, the, uh, the famous movie that was Ghost in a Shell. No, the, the cyberpunk, like one with, uh, here is Harrison Ford in it. I think. Oh, uh, why am I blanking on it? Uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner, yeah. Yeah, like Blade Runner. Like I watched that movie and it was fine, but like I I you know, it didn't really do a, I'll be honest, it didn't do a whole lot for me. Like I didn't I didn't find that movie as interesting or or great as as most people do. So, you know, there there's that part of me cuz I really do like the aesthetic of cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. And like you know, the whole futuristic, you know, that's more of my sci-fi side <clears throat> of of my likings. But I, you know, but certain, I think it's just certain storylines. It's just got to really be interesting to me, or otherwise, it, like like I loved I loved the first Matrix. Like I loved that movie. I thought that was a great movie. And I honestly didn't even mind the second, the last two Matrix movies. I know a lot of people don't care for those as much as the first one but i don't know i think it, it's just kind of kind of hit or miss for me and i i kind of had a you know there was that thought that that's how cyberpunk was going to be that it might not you know end up being something i end up liking but again i haven't really gotten a chance to try give it a try yet <clears throat> maybe one of these days once i'm done with some of the games i'm playing right now yeah um i'll go i'll go to it eventually once it gets uh the series x uh update and stuff like that but until then yeah i just kind of put it aside too and and just kind of left it as uh is something that i can go back to um kind of like red dead redemption 2 is kind of in the same boat for me can you you know what i've been wanting uh because ray apollo's been talking about i'm like dang i might want to jump back into uh, <laughs> jump it to Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. I, 
I, I think I'm kind of almost on a third part, but I need to just pop it in and just go forth and be like, yeah. I don't care as many times that I die, I'm not starting this game over for no apparent reason. I do not want to slush through all of that nonsense that I had to get mm-hmm. to where I'm at. So I would rather just continue on, figure it out, and then go from there. Yeah, because for right now, yeah, I want to try to finish Resident Evil 8 Village. And I want to try to finish um, finally until dawn oh. and the last guardian. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I need to return back to until dawn. I can't wait for you to. T- I can't. I want to nerd out with you with uh, the last guardian. I want to see what you feel. I I, I know the control thing. Yeah, but I'm like, but, but I but I really do. I do really love like what it's doing so far. Like right. I. Yeah, I mean. I, and if if the story is good enough, I can look past controls, you know, like yeah, that's what I want to talk about. It's like the story like, and the emotions and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because it's the same with Resident Evil Four. I mean, like I, I really like that story and everything, but you know, like, and I could look past the controls enough to enjoy the story. Um, mm-hmm. you know, as a whole, the game, like it is what it is, but, but like. You know, like when we've said this multiple times, like I, I jokingly over exaggerate that I hate that game. Not real. It's just me, me, me getting under Ed's skin. But uh, yeah, because like I do like the Resident Evil story, and I and I do want to experience <laughs> it in VR. I want to experience it in VR, so I want to get a Quest Two, literally, just so I can get Resident Evil Four VR. What and the thing about and the thing about it's just like it, it's I think with me was just like how can you go with the controls of uh, Gears of War but not the controls of Resident Evil where that's kind of where yeah. Gears of War came well, from. It, it's, well, it's, it's, it's yeah. Well, things. no, and and like even before that, like um, one of my favorite games on on PS One was uh, was uh, a Fade to Black. And Fade to Black's controls are almost exactly like Resident Evil 4's. Like, you have to stop, and then you aim and you turn around. You can't move while you're turning around aiming to where you're going to shoot, you know. And it's a third-person, you know, shooter. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Fade to Black, and, you know, and that came out, like, a long, 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 long time ago. It's, like, one of the first... 3d shooters <laughs> i feel yeah. like you know like around when resident evil and stuff came up but, yeah and we're gonna get to news uh my yeah. last thing is uh i'm actually playing metroid on uh switch oh, okay. online because i've never okay. got to uh beat all of metroid yeah super metroid uh, or whatever no the first or one just the regular one. Oh, okay NES yeah one. So I'm okay. making my way through that. Thank God for this rewind. <laughs> this rewind <laughs> feature. Because this game is challenging. Uh, but yeah. I am definitely, definitely enjoying it. Nice. Nice. All right. Yeah, let's let's get into the the Arsa news or the Arsenal news. Uh, so, okay. So the first thing that we have here is, um, and this is pretty cool, the so a lot of people had trouble with Outriders uh, and their inventories getting wiped. And, and you know, there's just been multiple issues with, well, honestly, a few big games this year have been having some issues. 
Um, but yeah, Outriders, uh, they're, they're, they fi- they're fixed. They've fixed, uh, the, the inventory wipe stuff and, uh, yeah. And I believe that they're working on that and that's, you know, releasing that and stuff. Um, and so they're, uh, I believe they're actually like giving, I think they might be here. Why is it not opening? Thought I read that they're like literally giving people, um, giving people stuff to make up for it. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Restored. Okay. So it says Outriders Rocky launch will be, will have their inventory restored over the next day or so. So you're, so anything that you lost in the wipe and um, it says up to 20 legendary items will be restored to player inventories provided they lost a legendary item between launch and April 20th. Players have been split into three categories, A, B, and C players, and in Group A have already had their inventories restored, and that includes all items regardless of rarity um, that were equipped at the time of the inventory wipe. Those identified by people can fly as Group B, will have legendaries restored to them over the next few days. However, People Can Fly's system cannot uh, conclusively distinguish Group B and Group C players. The later being the or the latter, sorry, being players who did not experience inventory wipes. Because of this, even if you didn't lose a legendary item. This restoration may add up to 20 legendaries to your inventory. So some, so people who, I think, so if I'm understanding that right, people, they're just kind of just giving people legendaries and stuff like that. I don't yeah. know if it's going to be exactly the, like, only exactly what you've gotten or, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, like that. It's a bummer, you know, obviously when any game has issues, but like, you know, I really, I really like Outriders and I, and, you know, and I, and well, in any of these games, you know, like Returnal 2 has been having issues and like you always want them to, to be fixed and, and be able to do well because like, you know, like I, I would like to someday play a Returnal and, uh, you know, and I hope they can get things fixed and, and, uh, for a lot of these games and, uh, you know, and I, and it's just, it's just good to see that, the, you know, that they're trying to do something because they could very easily like, you know, have a company that's just like, yeah, we really can't do anything about it and then just not do anything and just be, be like, oh, well, but. But I'm glad that they're, you know, that they're trying to spend the time to to fit, you know, fix what's been broken and stuff. But yeah, because so, writers, yeah. yeah, I think our writers for PC was having a lot of problems, like with servers. Um, this is kind of the first time that I'm hearing that a lot of stuff got wiped 
or anything because um, yeah. I haven't heard of anybody console wise say anything about it. I think it was just a server issue that people yeah. were having. Yeah, I think what was happening was it was probably like I don't know if the like if the game crashes and you got mm-hmm. something and didn't save it. Like if you're in the middle of like a run and you didn't get to a checkpoint or something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't quite know for sure exactly. Because yeah, I I haven't I haven't experienced any of that obviously either. Yeah. So yeah, because there was a, some people. There might have been some crashes. Uh, the server problem was that people just couldn't get on, and I yeah. think and I think some people had to uninstall the game and then put it in and i think some and the the white thing maybe because of the cloud problem people were having problems with cloud not recognizing their game so they had to start over and everything yeah Yeah, that's probably what it was yeah yeah that may have been the issue um but it's good that you know just give them just give them let people go through this whole game with those legendaries and um, hopefully they don't nerf them or anything. Uh, but you know, th- it's good that they're doing their best to make make it up. Um, yeah, because but, yeah, yeah, and we obviously we want games and yeah you know, of you know matter you know matter what console they're on, we want games to uh, succeed and you know and and be fun and and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. it's. And that's why, not to bring Nintendo up, that's why Nintendo would delay a game and make sure that this stuff is polished before yeah. they release it, because they don't want any of this. I mean, they'll still do patches yeah. and updates and stuff, yeah. but they don't want any of this <laughs> at all. Yeah. Alright, and so then the next thing, uh, Ed, you had you had a piece about Fable that you were going to talk about. Yeah, so um, this one is coming from Game Informer that uh, the new Fable will use Forza's game engine um, and it seems that uh, they're going to be making a, like, a customizable one um, for the Fable game. Uh, it's called Forza Tech. Um, that's what Playground uses for the Forza games and uh, every time they come up with the game, they tweak it. So that's why the games look beautiful and uh, play so well um, yeah. because they they're tweaking their engine so they're going to be doing the same thing for fable and right now at this time they're uh hiring um software engineers to come in and help them not only make uh the engine you know for motorsport and for horizon for their next game but also for fable so it's good that they're using um their own engine and everything yeah. And the playground is probably going to be helping the team who's making Fable uh, be able to make this game when it comes out that it runs on the engine perfectly and it looks really good and everything. Um, and it's, it's good to see that this is happening. And definitely this is this saves money uh, yeah. for Microsoft because um, at this time, I think it's... It may be, it may be only uh, gears, um, uh, the coalition. I think they're the only ones that's using Unreal. I think everybody else has used their own engine. Um, no, no, um, no, no, because um, um, Hellblade, Hellblade Two is using yeah. the Unreal Engine Five, yeah. but yeah. it could like if, and I I don't know what Halo Infinite's using. I think they may be using their own, but like after Hellblade. 
maybe the Force Attack or maybe one of their engines become the thing. Because, like, Sony, in a sense, like, Guerrilla Games, their engine is so good, that may be used for all of their stuff. And Nintendo, you know, they have their own engine, but they're doing things with Unreal Engine 4 that you didn't expect, which is weird for Nintendo to actually use Unreal. Um, So we'll see what happens in the future. Maybe Microsoft will have some games that use Unreal Engine 5, depending on the developer, and there may be some games uh, studios at Microsoft that may use their own engine. So, But it's good yeah. to see what Fable w- could look like, and Forza Horizon 4 still looks beautiful, dude. Yeah, um, I the mean... Others, I, dude, talking about all the series X, it looks, like, mind-blowing good. Yeah, and well, and one of the things, you know, that, that people have been talking about because we kind of, you know, we kind of had a feeling that that they were going to use some form of the, you know, of of that engine to make mm-hmm. it. Um, but you know, one of the things that 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 means and and that it that engine does really well is the is the um, like live uh, uh, weather weather stuff. And so, like that, you know, we've people have been talking and kind of been excited for the idea of like a fable game where the weather the weather can you know just kind of has its own weather weather patterns, and you could be doing um, like a mission or whatever one day, and it you know be sunny for for someone you know, or your friend could be playing that same exact mission. And it be raining or or dark out, you know, when they're doing that mission, and you know, just kind of have that 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 difference in weather patterns and stuff that can make make stuff feel feel like a different experience, even though you may be doing the same exact thing, you know, like stuff like that will be be interesting to see uh, if they try to to bake that stuff into into the game quite a bit. You know, because uh, the you know, like the the rain and and storms and things like that, and Forza Horizon Four, like that was a big part of that game is having the the different seasons and stuff like that, where where you could be playing on a on a you know a level and it be the frozen water version of it, where you're literally driving across frozen water. And but you can't play that track the same during the spring or fall because it's that water isn't frozen over, so you can't drive over it, you know, yeah. and like just different things like that. Like, yeah, it would be kind of neat to just play a game where where it can like just be different, different weather, and and your experiences might be different depending on what time of the day and real in reality you're playing it, you know. Yes. Like it would be kind of cool if it went by the by the clock of by the world clock or you know by your um the time in your region of where you're playing it. Like if you know in the game it could be like be similar to didn't they do that on uh, on Animal Crossing where yeah, like if so. you played at night it would literally be nighttime in the game as well. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, I could see them doing something like that with it even, you know, just having it where depending on what time of the day you play, it could be the same same time in well, the game. Fable, Fable does that in uh, in the original games, but I, I get what you're saying. The time clock that's on the system, 
reflects the time clock in the game. So yeah, I could see that and seeing what they do it with the Force Attack engine. Um, I'll be excited to see. I can't wait to see what this game is going to turn out and and look like. And we yeah. possibility we may see it at E3. I'm. It's yeah. good that we're getting some information now out from Microsoft about some of their first party games. So mm-hmm. um, we just now gotta wait to see E3. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I think that's the thing. I think they they're kind of holding their cards a little bit here. Um, they they don't want to release too much information, but give give people just enough information that they're not ignoring it and not you know making people completely wait to hear anything about their games. Yes, you know I feel like they've been doing a good job of that this year of just trying to release little bits and pieces of information for stuff. But still, you know, still holding back, you know, for for a bigger event. But yes. All right. So the the next thing, and and I'm sure you've heard a lot of people talk about this, but it's it's an amazing thing, and I hope it's going to continue. But um, and this is this uh, article I, I got from The Verge. Um, but Microsoft added FPS boosts for 74 more games on Xbox Series X and S. Um, you know, like once I had heard about this and everything, I one of the first things I did is I went and I downloaded uh, Far Cry 5 on my on my X on my uh, Series X because that's one of the games that got a got a boost. Um, so instead of it running at 30, it runs at 60 frames per second in, uh, you know, in, in your 4K resolutions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also up it to 120 frames per second, um, you know, all these games as well. Um, yeah, and some of them are uh, like Assassin's Creed Unity, uh, Deus Ex, um mankind divided uh wasteland 3 and then yeah far cry 5 all games moving to 60 frames per second um yeah i I, it's just really cool um yeah i think also the update comes weeks after microsoft you know added the fps boost for 13 ea games now and remember, like this is all internal. Like Microsoft is putting in all the work to do this. Like they're the ones, you know, like fixing or you know, like making these boosts happen. It has nothing to do with the actual, you know, the companies the who made the games. You know, like they're this is because of some of the tech that's in the in the new Xboxes uh, that they're able to do do a lot of this without having to mess around with coding and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. And I, and I could see them like doing more and more, you know, kind of like when we were getting uh, back, like the um, getting games added to the, um, to, you know, like to the service that, that, um, you know, the backlog or the back, uh, ba- um, backwards you know, compatibility. Yeah, backwards compatibility stuff. Like, I could see this being a continuous thing because they've, you know, they've got a whole I mean, group of people who, tech people who are just, 
who are just focused on these I kinds mean, of things. So you, you pretty much don't have no choice at this time. You gotta get the stuff out because you don't have any games dedicated exclusively to Series X or S. I mean, Series X. Well, and they S. do, but they're they're getting but the, finished. But the, but the, right, and the thing about it is to keep people. To keep people to understand why they made the purchase for the system, it's not for fru- future proofing, you know, games that's going to be coming to the system or anything. Um, but you want to keep people like really experiencing and playing that system, um, yeah. keep people in your ecosystem. So at this well, you moment, want it in time, to be the best experience that you can get, you know, yeah, like and, right and, now, and to experience as, games that have came out already and well, new games, you know, to. To exp- I really won't, don't want to go there, so I won't say that much. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a good thing that they're doing this. Um, I just, you know, I guess it it gets people to actually check out out um, some of their past games and everything. Um, but yeah, well, and it and it just gives it people an opportunity who you know games that they love loved last generation or or prior like if they want to be able to play a a better version of that without having to fork out a whole nother 60 dollars for a remastered version or or you know or uh or you know like we've we see many times it's just essentially uh you know a little bit of an upgraded version of it and then they end up charging you for a whole brand new game again Mm -hmm. And it's like, whereas they're just saying, hey, you remember you bought that game? Well, now you can play it and it's going to look better. It's going to run better. And we're not charging you anything, you know, f- for that that experience to get upgraded. If you get our, you know, if you get our the new performance console. is better. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah everything about, about it ends up, you know, running and looking better. And, and they're not charging you, you know, anything for it. It's just Microsoft doing it to try to make the experience on the new consoles, and and that's why and uh, that's why I said making people feel like they are getting something out of their system because like right yeah. now, like yeah. r- right now you really don't need a Series X or S. Only reason for new experiences, new games that's coming out for the system, because there's not really anything dedicated yet until later on where more games will roll out. Hellblade, Fable, Forza, like a lot of the first party stuff and more the third party, like actually making for it and everything. It's just like right now, there's yeah, yeah, right now that's for both consoles, like both consoles. consoles. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, the, right to fill the gap with this, fill, to fill up this gap or fill this void, putting out um, these uh, updated patches and you know perf- boost uh, boost performance uh, for these old games would keep people playing, coming back to the system, turning on and playing yeah. instead of it collecting dust. Um, I, actually, me and Crossroads once again talking about Crossroads. We actually, I think we talked about this off air before we recorded, where I kind of was saying that, you know, if we didn't have the pandemic, I think Series X and PlayStation 5 would be rolling like Nintendo was rolling in 2017 with the Switch. How they had a big major game coming out almost every month. Yeah. Um, 
But I think because of the stuff that's happening, they had to push a lot of that back. But I think that probably would have been happening to these systems and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I think that it, it dampened their uh yeah, their progression, mm. you know, their forward progress quite a bit and yeah, and it you know, wrecked a lot of plans, I'm sure, but but yeah, at the, I mean, at the same time, you know, like honestly, I I feel like I feel like a lot of people have been buying, you know, like, well, and I didn't really add that too much in here, but like, you know, the Microsoft had released sales and, and things like that. And their gaming revenue for Microsoft and, and all that, their sales and stuff had went up like 200, over 200%. Um, that including like, you know, sales of the, of consoles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the thing is, is a lot of people. It's you know, it's Microsoft's Game Pass and stuff like that is is getting into a lot of the mind share. And right now, like, yeah, you can literally buy a, you know, an older Xbox or whatever, and still play a lot of the great stuff that's coming out. Yeah, and and still you know have a lot of great stuff in Game Pass that you may have missed. You know, like, that's the thing is there is a lot of people online that I've, you know, over the last year even that have been buying Xboxes, you know, like, because they, you know, the Game Pass stuff and, like, being able to have, like, services that that they they feel like, you know, they're actually getting their money's worth out of uh, with Game Pass and stuff like that. And so it's, you know, that's been bringing a lot of people in. So honestly, it doesn't surprise me that their sales and stuff were up, and you know, and like uh, the as far as the console, you know, next gen console sales or this gen, we technically could call it should call it now, like you know, like they the, both them and Sony are both like can't can't keep you know consoles in in uh in stock because they're being bought the second that they're available. So, mm-hmm. so both, both, you know, both consoles right now, like it's hard to tell, but they're, they're both selling really well. And, you know, and there's, you know, definitely a lot of demand for, for both of them. A lot of people <laughs> trying to get both of them. Where Nintendo just dominated <laughs> regardless, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But they've, you know, they've also been out, way longer it's that's uh you know we'll see how we'll see how things go when when the switch pro comes out but you know like they they're they might have to wait though they might have to wait and wait with the switch pro until uh you know because i mean if there's still going to be a lot of people who are going to be trying to get playstation 5s and xboxes and and there's a lot of people who are going to buy that over the switch at first you know, because they want to be able to get that that premium, you know, like next gen like experience. But like, but like I said, I'm just like at this time, uh, next gen is having this problems because there's like not nothing Shortages. dedicated yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, and and yeah. and you know, you can say the same thing with Nintendo with a lot of their ports, but I'm like, they do got some new IPs and stuff out there. So I think yeah. Nintendo has such a mixture of bad, 
a, a mixture of bag right now for the Switch, where Microsoft yeah. and PlayStation, I mean, yeah, Microsoft and Sony, they're still gearing up and they're going to be ready to go. If it doesn't happen at the end of this year, definitely by next year. You know, I think all three will be oh, um, yeah. ready I to think, go. Stuff. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it is the, a lot of the the beginning of this uh, is going to start at the end of this year. Yeah, but it's really within the next year, or so that that things are really going to ramp up. But it's just a yeah, a matter of them trying to get back on, you know, everyone trying to get back into their routine and on their feet. Yes, and like you said, you know, like people, like people need to still be opening back up for for uh, manufacturing and stuff like that, and you know, and things, and and people, you know, like potentially here going back to offices and stuff to work on video games because you know like unless you're used to working you know like one of the things that nintendo has always been really really good at is um working as a team you know in the same you know in in the same rooms and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of hardship you know like when when nintendo couldn't really do stuff you know like the developers and stuff couldn't work together in the same room and had to do it from work that's just not the way that they do it in their culture and and there was talks of that being very difficult for a lot of those people uh that worked for nintendo and stuff but um yeah so i yeah it's this fps stuff though like the the boost like i'm yeah i'm i'm excited and you know and like i look at it this way like you know and 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 it is what it is i mean obviously as a business you pick and choose what you you know what you find is you think is going to work for your business and and you know and and all that and you know sony sony doesn't really care too much about backwards compatibility stuff but I think I think the main thing about this to remember is I think a lot of the people that are at Microsoft that are doing this stuff and this backwards compatibility yeah. doesn't necessarily come from a vision of of like, oh, you know, like, well, we, you know, this is something we want to have over everyone else. Yeah. Because anyone could have cho- chose to do this, right? Like, I mean... They chose to do that. Sony could have chose to work on trying to do something to have backwards compatibility. Like that was their choice to not to not do that. But a lot of stuff we see, you know, disappearing and and this this need to um, preserve old games and stuff like that. Because now things are going digital. It's not like when you could just get a physical copy of something mm-hmm. and you didn't need an internet connection to update it or make it work. You know, like you yeah. could, we can go right now to, to a store and you can buy a PlayStation 1 game and you can stick it in your PS2 and you can play it. Like it's always going to be available, but with things going more digital and, you know, there and there's not quite that, that same playability where you can just put a game from the store into your console and play it you have to have an internet connection or you have to do this you know there's little barriers so it's not this even, is more it's not even having it's not even have yeah it's not even having the, the internet connection it's actually having a license 
Because yeah. yeah. you can have an internet connection, but if you don't got the license to that game, you can't play nothing. Yeah. So the you know, so Microsoft is essentially trying to preserve this game and make mm-hmm. it be available to be able to play no matter what. But they're also let you know, get doing something a little special and letting us have these games running even better than they originally did, yes. which no one's gonna complain about, you know. Because it's not really taken away from the integrity of the game or making it a different game. It's still the same game. It's just looking better. You know, yeah. nothing has changed about it on a on a coding level or whatever. So yes. So yeah, you know, it's all about that game preservation. And there's a lot of people who are very, you know, very, very much worried about about game preservation and. And unless companies like Microsoft do what they're doing, those games won't be preserved because it it doesn't matter. Like if, you know, if some of those games just moving forward, you'd have to buy a new console. And if you have things like what's, you know, happened with the PSP store and, you know, like they've kind of uh, rolled back some of that uh, closing down the, the stores, but. I mean that that still can happen. They can still shut down stores or, you know, or servers or whatever for games, and that you know they won't they won't exist anymore. But if someone like Microsoft says, "Hey, we're putting in the time and trying to preserve this game and make it still very, you know, reliable and very relevant," you know, like that, there's a much better chance that that servers will stay open or you know, like, or people, the the number of people playing those games will continue, you know, because it's mm. it's accessible and it's and it's just there for you to be able to play and stuff. So yeah, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot more to that, you know, to it than just. I I feel like a lot of times than just just be having something backwards compatible. It's it's I think it's a it's a. It's a passion project. I, I think a lot of these guys that are doing this, like they 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 realize the the you know game preservation is going to be uh, was going to be a more difficult thing in a digital age, and so they had to figure out how they could do it, um, and and then just have these little caveats where the new hardware is making ma- giving them fun options to make those games not only still be able to be played but to be to look and play better than they they originally did so Hmm. so yeah so and then all right so the next the next thing um this uh is kind of been a little bit of a talking topic recently because there was uh there was talk of uh i think it was the microsoft store that they wanted to cut revenue cut the the you know revenue or the the share the revenue shares that that uh that the company itself takes from a yeah. sale of a game on their store um and i think they're they're cutting it down to only taking like 12 percent or mm-hmm. or or something like that of the revenue versus the like i think it used to be like 30 or 30 percent or something like that yeah and so there there's been talk about them uh and this is from an ign uh story but that that xbox may also increase the revenue shares by 18 percent for developers so they so essentially um 
Microsoft on the Xbox side uh, store may also be cutting that as well and giving the developers more uh, more of that share to essentially entice more developers to develop their games on their on their console so they can you know get a, a much uh, nicer looking percentage of the sales so well it's not that could, that's part of it and I think it's also in case of a game doesn't sell so well yeah. um, that they are recouping some of the losses yeah. from development I yeah. think that's the biggest thing is that you know you don't have to sell major to make money back to recover yeah. the cost and everything I you do know. I do think and you know I don't I don't have like a this in front of me that you know what maybe i'll just save it and talk about this later um when i actually have some information but i know i know some some uh stores and things have made certain kind of uh rules where i think it's i think it's um steam i think Mm. steam does where you have to make that they don't take they they take a very low amount of the percentage of what your game makes uh, until you you've actually recouped your money. So yeah. they they don't take a lot from you. They want you to be able to re- make sure that you actually get the money you spent on making that game back mm-hmm. first, and then they'll worry about taking a percentage. Um, I don't know if there's anything think, like that that Microsoft's I, doing, but. I, think it changed because at a point then this is why epic made it where that when you buy a game off the epic store the developers make more than what epic does um mm-hmm. because steam was taking i think it was a 60 40 or 70 30 split it was something like that steam was taking a bigger cut than what uh the developers were supposed to get so that's why when they were bringing those games to switch and they were selling so well more than a steam one they were making more money off of nintendo than they were a steam because of the deal that they had yeah um, and stuff. Yeah. so seeing yeah, microsoft there's... oh, oh go ahead, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, no, oh, no, can... uh seeing microsoft do this is kind of just like okay if you guys put yeah if you guys still put your game on steam and they're still taking a bigger cut for you guys not to make money Put your game also on our on our system on con- on console or PC or like Windows 10, um, and you guys will get more of a benefit of the money to recoup the cost and stuff. Then yeah. you know we'll get our money no matter what, but we'll make sure that you guys are satisfied first. That way you are still able to put out games. Yeah, and I you know and I and this honestly this only makes sense with kind of the the um the, the way that microsoft has been going about things lately you know like there was i i had also read too about some documents that had shown like where you know there was people talking or like microsoft had already been talking about uh the free-to-play games being free to play without you know uh xbox live gold and stuff mm-hmm. like that for a while um they're kind of in a process where there there's you know there's so many things that they're trying to work on they're trying to you know work through the pandemic and make sure that they're you know games and stuff are getting out um you know they're trying to work on 
you know, like getting getting their services, you know, promoted properly and making sure everything's running on that end. So it's like, you know, I I feel like this is this is you know like the some of the things that have probably been in the process and something they've been wanting to do. Yes. In in the changing of this ship that they've been, you know, having to kind of redirect for quite a few years now. That they're, you know, that slowly these things are rolling out in this uh, more positive, you know, uh, side of of Microsoft and Xbox that we're kind of, you know, have been seeing here where they're trying to do do right by everyone. Yeah. Well, you know, make sure that they're making them their money and taking, stuff and taking care and, of the, taking care of the developers. Yeah, just making yeah. sure that they're taking honestly care of everyone who's stuck with them, you know? Yes. Like, and, and new people who do want to come in, who maybe, you know, had a bad experience in the old Xbox during like 360 and era and stuff like that, where they Mm -hmm. just, you know, like they felt like they've been wronged. Um, and I feel like Microsoft, the new Microsoft is just trying to, get it across to them that they have changed and they're trying to do right by, by everyone, you know, and, and these are just slowly things that are rolling out to, you know, try to prove that they've, that they're changing their ways, you know, like we said, Phil Spencer has been making some good business moves and he really, I think, like I said, he's really been helping Microsoft lead the ship with series X or just the Xbox brand in general. Like he's really doing a lot, and he des- and not saying he deserves praise, but he deserves props for it, and he des- de- uh, deserves respect. And yeah. um, seeing that he is really working hard to make sure that his that the Xbox brand um, is for everybody is like really yeah, giving mean, you the quality. Yeah, and I mean, you know, like I, it's I like his hustle. Yeah. I can I can't knock his hustle. Well, well, the, you know, this is the thing. Yeah, it was all fun and games, you know, there for a while with, you know, for quite, for, you know, it's been a long time that the console wars was a thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, more and more people just don't really like that negativity and stuff that comes with the whole console war stuff. And, and why, like... You know, like people should just be able to play what they want, when they want, how they want, you know, and, and, you know, like that's, that's another thing too, is like, you know, there was that story about the, that leaked of the, because of some of the stuff that was going on where they, uh, you know, Microsoft had did an internal review of uh, The Last of Us. And they had a whole review written up for The Last of Us and talked about it and how it was like such an an untouchable, like amazing game. And, you know, but they did they did say, yeah, like the the shooting and the mechanics and stuff like that weren't weren't as good, you know, as they would have liked. But but they really praised the game and said that it was like a, a masterpiece and and all this and that. And like, you know, and which doesn't surprise me now you know like you you see whenever microsoft comes out and does stuff whether it be phil spencer or you know whoever when what you know a lot of times lately we see them come out and they'll they'll say like you know like when they list the big you know achievements in the world they're they're more than happy to you know 
celebrate what Nintendo has done and and their achievements and what you know they they'll you know voice Sony and their achievements that they've done. Like they're trying to be super positive and just set a an experience where people can just come and love games even if you don't want to play on an Xbox. Yeah. You know, you don't have to. You know, and that's kind of what they've been saying for a while is like we don't care how you play the games. We just want you to play games because in turn that makes developers happy that that their their artwork is being experienced and you know and games as a whole is has gotten us through this whole pandemic for the most part Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's been a a massive part of of coping with you know having to be stuck in the house and stuff like that for a lot of people so it's saved a lot of people's sanity (laughs) (laughs) over the last couple of years so it's just really good to see that that kind of positivity you know coming from a company you know, like, yeah, I'm sure some of it is, you know, is all, uh, you know, corporate speak and stuff like that. But I do think that a, a lot of the stuff that Phil Spencer talks about and a lot of those guys that are that are running the Xbox stuff, like that they genuinely do actually respect and care about the things that they're doing. Because otherwise, why would you have that job? Because I mean, when when things got rough and and dirty and 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 tough, you know, being at working for Microsoft, that couldn't have been fun, <laughs> you exactly. know. Like you you really would have to have have to need uh you know like a real respect and and interest in what you're doing to to be in that position that that Phil Spencer took over when it was just like really down in the dumps and you know the like everyone's favorite thing to just dog on you know for a long time there um so yeah it's 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 just really good to see you know things changing overall i mean all the companies like you know slowly things are changing and you know and and that's always how things happen though it always is a slow change but but the progress that we can see, like, I'm really looking forward to this generation yes. of gaming. You know, we've already got a lot of great things that are coming out, you know, right now in this month. You know, still some other good games that are coming out, like uh, Biomutant comes out yet, you know, later this month. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, there's just a lot of a lot of good stuff to look forward to this this year still. But. I can't wait for E3. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm I'm uh, I'm just I can't wait any We're longer. Wait. I just want to hear about stuff. We're all ready for E3. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like some of us have probably been ready for a couple of months already, but yeah. So yeah, so we'll yeah we gotta and speaking of that, we've got to kind of. You know, we're we'll probably internally here. We're gonna talk about. You know what? Whether we're gonna try to uh, communicate and and plan one whole week where every show that week will be talking about their E three stuff E3 and stuff like that, yeah. getting closer. So then, when you guys consume, uh, you know, if you decide to consume our content for all of our different shows that week, will it'll be like an E three week? Is how I would like to like envision it. Like, ho- hopefully, we can make that work where. 
like it's like this week is you know e3 prediction weeks on all the shows so like if you want to go over to crossroads and see what you know like what they're what they're talking about and what their predictions are for e3 and you can go over that week and you know i I don't know for sure how everything's gonna work but i want i wanted to see if we can try to figure that something like that out we're getting things ready we're planning things we're getting things uh ready and planned so uh just keep saying you to check boshbrushgames.com and uh for more info yeah. And check us out on our Discord channel. That's that way you guys will be up on the uh on the up and up to know what we're all discussing about with E3. Yeah. All right. So um for the extra content today, um this is I mean, and this is kind of something we we kind of figured and stuff, but there's a little bit of a you know a little bit of information here that I just want to kind kind of talk about. So. Halo Infinite uh, cross-play and cross-progression across Xbox One, Xbox uh, Series S and X, and PC. And so, like, you will be able to play with friends no matter what Xbox they're on. Um, And you can play, if you, let's say, in the living room, you've got, got Halo on your Xbox One X. And you play there, and then later on you want to continue playing, but you want to play on your computer. Then you can hop over on your computer and take off from where you left off on your on your Xbox. Or you can then jump from your PC if you want to go play somewhere else on, on your Series X, then you can take off, you know, from there. So, so yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of something we have expected to have. Um, but what was kind of interesting and, and cool is um, they're trying, they're going to make a lot of the popular PC features that you normally would only get uh, when you play a game on PC. They're going to try to bring, they're bringing some of that stuff to the console now as well. So, so uh, things like uh, ultra wide screen and super ultra wide screen support. Uh, triple key binds, uh, advanced graphics options, and more, it says. So, yeah, they're going to be, it's going to be very much like uh, a PC experience uh, for for Halo Infinite, no matter what uh, you're playing on. Now, yeah. I, I imagine that's mostly probably for uh, Series X. I don't know if that the ultra wide screen and all that is going to be something that will be on the Xbox one version as well. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I mean, essentially regardless, you know, they're, they're want, they want to give people the option of how they want to play this game. Mm-hmm. Want to play it on keyboard and mouse on your Xbox. You, you'll be able to do that. So, um, so yeah, that you know that was just kind of a little cool information and just kind of I I I personally think that this is this is just going to be the beginning of what we can expect on this generation. I yes. do think we are going to see a lot of PC uh like features coming to these games because they are much you know they have a lot of power in them. Yes, I mean they're you know the power is outdated by the new graphics cards, 
but still, I mean, the the power and the and the stuff that's inside these new consoles is still pretty powerful, and you know, and still a lot of PCs and stuff have been using some of this tech, and mm. and you know, there there's a lot to be uh, experienced yet for from what's inside these consoles. There there's still a lot that they really haven't even used yet that's built inside. So. So yeah, it's it's gonna be. I think it's just gonna be a fun fun generation. I think we're gonna have a lot of lot of fun things to look forward to. Um, and I truly do hope that uh, Xbox and Sony can uh, you know throw punches you know like as far as sales and stuff go. Like just be right right you know neck and neck with things, trying to constantly compete because ultimately that you know that makes things better so yes so yeah so that that is it for the extra content so and yeah halo halo infinite it won't be too long and and we'll uh be talking more about that i'm sure so Mm -hmm. i'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more at e3 e3 yeah can almost guarantee it so I think that'd be the game that closes out Microsoft's press conference. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just smart yeah, to do that, it that way. I think, I think, uh, Hellblade. <laughs> oh, bless you. I think Hellblade's gonna be uh, a very big feature as well at, at E3. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of, a lot of things I've been predicting and talking about lately, but yeah. So, all right. So yeah, that that uh ends the show so uh ed where can we find you you guys can find me on twitter at that pressure code check out nintendo pod block on watchfishgames.com check out optional opinion my podcast on soundcloud and other podcast apps and world one one pod on podbean.com yeah. oh and if you guys want to follow me on xbox i am the lyrical one uh so come uh be my friend come let's play games let's talk let's hang out yeah and you can find me almost everywhere as Phantom NXS. That's including Xbox Live and PSN now. Oh, so. I forgot. I don't think I said that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at that retro code. <laughs> I don't think I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that. Yeah, you can basically find me everywhere as Phantom NXS. I just tried to keep it all, all the same as as much as possible. So. Which is to funny, make it easy. Which is funny because I was watching oh Nintendo Power Block R E three twenty seventeen yeah. and you had a different name at that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it was changed. For, I, I've changed yeah. mine a couple of times, and I've I've even changed my screen name for Xbox a couple of times. So <laughs> I probably like four times now. So, but yeah. All right. Uh. Well, let's throw up the X. Because we're about to exit. You guys have a good weekend. Bye, everybody.